welcome to season two of the Things Like That podcast. I'm so happy to be back. Sorry for the um, eight-month hiatus there. Um, that was my fault, <laughs> but we're back. And today's episode is going to be with my husband. We're going to be talking about tips for supporting your chronically ill spouse. So he's kind of going to be sharing um, his perspective on my endometriosis journey and how he supported me and how that journey affected him and everything in between. Um, I go into more detail about endometriosis and how long me and my husband have been together and everything in the in the podcast episode, but um, I just wanted to kind of explain a little bit about the episode, do a small intro before we go into the episode, but this episode is very special to me because one, it shows John's support just by him doing the podcast and just being able to go back and look back on the journey now that I'm feeling so much better since my surgery. Um, just looking back and feeling grateful for having such an amazing spouse because unfortunately that's very rare when you have a chronic illness. Um, and John is just like the perfect example of how you can support your spouse who constantly feels like shit. Um, so whether you are the person with the chronic illness listening to this, or you're the friend of someone with a chronic illness, or your spouse has a chronic illness, and you're just looking for some advice, um, I think this episode will be very helpful for you. So we'll get right into that. Um, but before we get started, um, if you want to give a rating or review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to, or you can send it directly to the Things Like That podcast Instagram page. Also, all the music you hear on this episode and all the other episodes of this season and last season is music done by my husband. Um, so you can hear that on here and look him up on TikTok or SoundCloud or Spotify. Um, his at is Lost Humor, um, and you can find all his music on there. So I'm really excited to have you back. So let's get into the episode. Can hear me good? Yeah, it's giving me the option to leave now that you're recording. <laughs> I honestly forgot how to start a podcast, but today we're going to be talking about how to support your spouse with a chronic illness. I feel like this could also kind of be used for supporting someone who struggles with mental health too, but mainly we're going to be talking about chronic illness. And I'm with my husband, John, um, and we've been together for like three years and so he's seen like a lot of my endometriosis journey um oh that's the chronic we're talking about okay that one Mm -hmm. that one i thought it was like there's a handful yeah um just endo today we won't go into all the all the illnesses (laughs) um but a little background on endometriosis um it's basically a lot of people think it's just like a period issue but it can affect like all parts of your body um it can be found on your intestines your bowels bladder everywhere so it causes extreme pain i have very painful periods and for a while it was like causing pain every single day so we're just going to talk about kind of john's journey through that because i feel like when i was going through it it was mainly just focusing on me and like how he could support me which i really appreciate but looking back i'm like how was he surviving because i tried to think of what it would be like if you were going through that and it would probably be really hard for me so 
I feel like you could give a good perspective on how people can support their spouse going through something like this. Um, I will. I'm a mess. Okay. So the first thing I want to ask is how did you feel? Because when we first started dating, I only knew I had PCOS, which I'm not even sure I have anymore. I feel like it could just be endo. Who knows? But um, I feel like I told you pretty early on about the PCOS and like how it could cause infertility and just like I feel like I just said I have bad periods which didn't really explain it well for you so how was how did that go well I mean as soon as you told me um I kind of also did my own research and we looked into it um so it was I mean we both kind of went through and just saw what the symptoms were and whatnot so I knew going into it and I mean it's it's probably again first step into not just spouse, but like anybody, like if you, in my opinion, if somebody brings up something to you and says, I have this, uh, the proper response is if you don't know what it is, to probably look it up. Um, and even if you do know what it is, it's still to look it up just so you can try to get a better idea um, if you haven't been super familiar with it before. Yeah, definitely. And I didn't even know you did much research on it because just- we, I'm the- pretty sure we did it together. I guess, yeah, but I mean, just from the start, you made it just very comfortable for me, like, you weren't, like, you didn't minimize it or make it seem like you're just, like, okay, that's not that bad or whatever, you were just, you didn't make me feel, like, any less than for saying I had something like that, and it was especially, like, more scary because, like, I don't know, fertility-wise, what it all could affect, so that's why I wanted to tell you early on, so I feel like as someone with the chronic illness, it's important to say it early on because it normally kind of affects a lot of important things. Um, but yeah, I appreciate you doing the research and I don't know, you just have always handled it all well. Um, so I also want to talk about, because we started dating in December and I feel like you didn't experience my first like flare up in person until February when we went to Colorado for Valentine's Day. Um, so you want to talk about how that was? Yeah. Um, yeah. Every time you had had one before that, because it was really only like a month or two. Yeah. Um, like, was there an opportunity? It was like you were texting about it, just kind of saying like, "Hey, I have this going on," and I, you know, I didn't really grasp what it was like. Yeah. Um, I remember you texting me, just like, "Yep, yeah, lots of pain, curled up in a ball," and I'm like, "Oh, damn!" Like unfortunate didn't really know what to say yeah <laughs> but didn't know what it looked like yet either um and then uh when it happened in february was i believe that was colorado right that yeah was we in, went uh, we had just like the plane had landed and i was like oh i'm kind of feeling some cramps and luckily we got to the hotel just in time <laughs> uh, by the way i apologize if i sound super low pitch right now it's because it's two in the morning here in korea and i'm trying to talk quietly but, yeah um, just for, for everybody listening, but uh, okay. in terms of that night, it was just it, it started out decent, and then over time, you could kind of tell that you were starting to get a certain way, um, and you started getting a little bit more irritable, and were trying to stay nice, but really couldn't explain to me what what things were feeling and yeah. how things were. Um, and then I remember you telling me to go down and grab uh, painkillers or something along the line. I can't remember what it was. What did you tell me to grab? I think I needed cold water because I was so basically like what my flare ups were for like to give just a background is I would start to feel really intense cramps when my period would start. 
And after like an hour or so, I hit this point where I feel just like a pit in my stomach, like I'm going to throw up and like the pain gets so bad, like things get blurry and I get super lightheaded. And I was getting to that point and I hate being alone when that happens. So I was like, I really need cold water to try and like bring me back to like consciousness. And he was just kind of like putting his shoes on. And I was like, I need a sense of like, can you have a sense of urgency? And he was like, it, oh, it shit. did not sound like a, <laughs> uh, a, a nice, nice little phrase. Like you just said it. Um, I remember I just, I, I didn't grasp the full um, seriousness of the situation. So I'm just, you know, casual. I'm just asking you like, Hey, well, what do you, well, anything else? Like to go yeah. there, like, just all that kind of stuff, just trying to be nice. And then you were like, I need a sense of urgency, please. And that was like the first I'd ever seen you kind of pop off. Um, yeah. Cause you were trying to be nice. You were like, what kind of snacks? Like you were trying to like pamper me through it, mm-hmm. which is like, I appreciate, but like, again, he hadn't seen like when it hits its peak point. And I was just like, hurry up. Yeah, <laughs> and he was the, like, oh, shit. And that moment was when I realized it was like, oh, this is this is like really painful. Yeah. Um, so went down, got the stuff, um, came back up. And by the time I came back up, you were curled up in a ball in the bathtub. Um, and it looked like a murder scene. It was just like blood everywhere. Yeah. Um, and so I was kind of just like, I don't know what to do. Because you were like bawling your eyes out in pain and i'm just sitting i'm literally just standing there like uh okay and then i think i just asked you what you needed me to do which yeah. was literally just like sit there with you and let you mm-hmm. try it out yeah and i think that's we can kind of talk about that too like figuring out what your partner needs in that moment because like for me like like i even remember that day and i feel like that was the moment where i was like okay i'm gonna marry him because like you were just like sitting with me and you were like telling me how strong I am and stuff like that while I'm just like literally look like a a gremlin in the bathtub like like a wet rat just like sitting there crying (laughs) and you were just like you know just being very comforting and like even though it was new for you you didn't make it seem you weren't like well what do you want me to do like I don't know what to do you weren't like panicking you were just like sitting there just like okay like trying you read situations really well and um so I really appreciate that but Yeah, I guess also from my side, being the person with the illness, like if you're the person with the illness, try and be as descriptive as possible. Like when you first start dating someone into like how it looks when you have a flare up. Um, Also at that time, I couldn't really, I didn't really know it enough myself. Like I just knew it was something I always dealt with. So, and I didn't know how to explain it in detail I guess now I feel like I'm way better at that but yeah definitely was like a big I really threw you into it there and so I appreciate you handling it so well because that was definitely a key event because like there was literally just blood everywhere after that day I feel like that's the worst like in terms of bleeding I had and he left like a $20 tip for the people who come and clean the rooms and like a note that's like hey sorry like she's got problems we hit the body don't worry about it don't ask yeah. questions it literally like we used every single towel cleaning up blood and so even just him doing that like he didn't make me feel weird about it like we laughed about it together he wasn't like oh my god this is so embarrassing so I think that's important too to try and remain like as neutral as possible and you're really good about that um yeah that was an interesting day um 
so let's see. I have a bunch of questions here. Um, Might have to prioritize which ones you want to talk about the most, just because it's I think it's at forty minutes. Twelve minutes. Oh shit. Okay. Um, so let's see. What are some things that you feel like? I mean, it'll be different for everybody, but what are some things that you should say to your partner with chronic illness, and what you shouldn't say? This this kind of plays into. Um, I think it was another question that you had, you had talked about saying that um, you wanted me to talk about, which is not only what you should and shouldn't say, but um, what kind of response should you expect from, like, as the person who's got the illness to someone that doesn't have it? Um, and for somebody, in my opinion, because, you know, I've heard several stories and it's in any incident really with a lot of different illnesses and whatnot. Um, everything is going to have different cases, but with this one in particular, um, it, it's not anything that you can really help. Even if you go get help, it's something that you're, you're going to be in a, in a lot of pain. Yeah. Um, and that's with, of course, as you know, probably as we'll talk, you've discussed before, you know, it's sex and everything. Yeah. Um, so that's one of those things like the, the expectation from the partner is like, obviously the partner needs to understand that that is one of the circumstances you're going to be in a lot of pain. Uh, but the partner, if they can't accept that, they need to, I mean, unfortunately, they probably need to walk away and the other one needs to walk away as well. Because if, if in my opinion, that's just, that just means that there isn't a mutual respect. So if there's a mutual respect. The, the other guy or the, you know, the guy you're dating, girl you're dating, whatever it may be, should respect that you're not going to be in a comfortable enough position to do certain things um, and if they can't respect that then it's it's also in my opinion they probably don't have a lot of respect for you um, and, it, and it could also be something that maybe they don't feel respected they feel like you're using it as an excuse so you need to you need to get on the same page it's multiple mindsets you know but um, me personally I just feel like uh, the right things and wrong things to say like obviously the right is going to be um, kind of just not telling you that it's uh it's not a big deal you know it's it's understanding so it's it's one of those things like the right thing to say when you're when you're coming to or when you're going to your spouse or whatever about um about the issue the right thing would be uh basically just saying okay how can i help um and it's it's not necessarily like it's not that bad it's not telling them you know, it's not undermining what's going on. It's it's really just asking what you can do to help. And if there's nothing you can do to help, uh, and they literally say like, "There's it's not like nothing. I just need you to kind of sit there. I need you to do whatever." Then then that's it. But really, the right answer is, "What can I do to help?" The wrong answer is all of the above. So it's kind of <laughs> it's it's. I don't say this normally, but just uh, shut up and color. Yeah. From that point on, because. The, the individual going through the uh, the endo flare up is going to be miserable for probably the next you know twenty hours or so. Yeah, yeah, That's you're you're really good about that. You've never made me feel like you're you never because it's hard to explain the pain and it's just like if you've never felt the pain like you won't get it. But it's you've never made me feel like you've never been like well you know just get up like you know you've always been just very understanding of it. So even like supporting me, you go ahead. I have had, I have had those moments where I was like in the middle of a game or some shit like that. And I just hear you crying in the bathroom. I'm like, 
ah, oh, fuck. And so I just have to yeah. like, <laughs> all right, lose, lose oh, this yeah. match, but make sure you're okay. <laughs> yeah, I think I have texted you where I'm like, I need you now. And like, yeah, I think it was that. And I think it was another time where I was like, about either about to go out for the night or something along those lines. Yeah. And it was just, you know, sacrifices will have to be made, but it's when in those situations, it's, it is very, in my opinion, again, very important that you have somebody there to help. Yeah. I, yeah. I think one time we even, I started my period while we were in Tampa. So we stayed an extra day and it made you miss like your friends going away party. I had and, to take off work and all that good stuff. Yeah. So, which I also feel like, for the person with chronic illness, this is something I want to talk about, like understanding that your partner who's not going, who doesn't have the illness, like is still going through stressful stuff too. And like, so I kind of want you to talk about that too, like how you could be better supported. Cause like you definitely dealt with a lot, like just seeing the person you love in pain is a lot. Plus like there's times where I, you know, like I missed Kevin's going away. Like I was ready to go out and then I'm like, no, I have to stay home. Yeah. Um, me having to quit my job, like before you left, cause I was having surgery and I was just in so much pain. Like there's just a lot you've been understanding about. So how do you well, kind of like carry it all? Thankfully, I mean, as much as it is a support group for you and, you know, like just support for you in general, I also had my friends and whatnot that were supportive of, supportive of it. Um, which yeah. is it's for me and it's for you you know my coworkers. you know when I said like hey I, I really need to take a day off to make sure that she's okay for the yeah. most part it was like totally get it like take the day off mm-hmm. do what you need to do make sure she's good um, and then on top of that if we ever had to miss anything I'd just be like look she's she's really not doing good and like absolutely completely understand like, like yeah don't worry about it and so thankfully our our friend group and you know coworkers and whatnot were pretty understanding for the most part um yeah. But in terms of, for me, again, it was it was always difficult because it was some of the most upset I've ever seen you. And I think the only thing worse than that, which we don't have to talk about right now, was just back your surgery. We're just yeah. scared out of your mind. That was, I wanted to actually uh, harm the, uh, the anesthesiologist at that time. Uh, yeah. But it's just, it's, it's a lot and you go through that kind of pain so for me it was it was definitely helpful when you were you were still trying to be understanding um, even though you were in a lot of pain like I could see that you were genuinely trying to make sure that you didn't lash out and you know um, you were still concerned about what was going on with me at the same time which you know at that point in time I'm not concerned but but I could I could, it meant a lot that I could see that you were still um caring enough to be like are you good are you like you can go do this you can go do that and I'm like no I want to make sure you're good before I go do anything else yeah Um, so it was it was nice to see that you were like trying to take my feelings into consideration but obviously my opinion in that situation you are priority thank you yeah I because Maybe it's the people pleaser in me, but I also think, because a lot of times, especially on social media, it's just like, if your partner, you know, questions anything or doesn't understand something, like, they're trash, and it's like, I think it's also important that, like, you can still acknowledge that it's tiring for you, too, you know, like, you've never made it seem that way, but I'm also, like, I can't imagine going, I don't know, maybe I'm projecting onto you, but just, like, I always try to imagine, like, 
how I'd feel in that situation. And I also know you're the type of person who like, you're like a protector and you try and, you know, take care of your family and stuff. So, and genuinely with most chronic illnesses, like they're not curable. And even if you're on some type of medication, it's like, it doesn't work. And so just the situation itself is frustrating. So I just, I think it's important to be mindful of your quote unquote caretaker because that's still a mental load, you know? Again, it, it circles back to that whole mutual respect thing. So yeah. it's, if, if one isn't respecting the other, then it's not going to, it's not going to go well either way. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and that's not exactly being necessarily disrespectful in that moment, right? It's, it's kind of an all around, yeah. like in general, yeah. you know, if you have, I, you know, I bring it up because it's, it was probably one of the, it was a conversation we definitely had often, but it was never in the sense of like a negative conversation. It was more just me telling you that I completely understood and you more feeling bad about it, but yeah. you, you really shouldn't have, but the whole, you know, no sex during flare ups and yeah. you had your surgery and all those kind of things. Um, again, obviously that's a huge part of a relationship, but it's not the biggest part. And um, this is probably something to do with a pretty decent amount of chronic illnesses if I had to imagine. But yeah. um, in those situations, it's kind of one of those things where if, if, if somebody can't understand that, like it, again, for example, if there, if there are any male listeners, the female listeners <laughs> might, you know, maybe they can relate in some way. But if you're, uh, if, if I had a broken penis, you know, I definitely wouldn't want to use it. Yeah. So it's not, not that you're, not that you're broken. Yeah, right? I know. <laughs> but, you know, but you get the point. Like, if I was in a shit ton of pain and was like, my floppy disk is gonna stay floppy. You know, it's things ain't gonna work properly. It's it's like I know that you would have that mutual respect to be like, I get it. Yeah. You know, I'm not gonna, I can't make you do anything. And if I did, it would be wrong. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's I think. Just, I, think, I don't think anybody deserves a negative attitude towards you after, especially if you are in pain. Yeah, I think we can definitely talk about that more because that's like a big part of it, especially like I basically went through like a six month period before my surgery where I was like pretty much at my worst, like pain every day, like and specifically with like having sex. Um, it basically my ovaries just constantly felt like they were rocks and there was just so much pressure. And then like when I had an orgasm, like, it would make it even worse, like, 20 minutes after, it would just feel like my whole, like, lower abdomen was, like, cramping, and so, plus, like, obviously, when you're not feeling good, you're, like, not feeling, you know, like, sexy and your best and stuff, so it's just, like, overall, like, you know, we went, like, two months without being able to do anything, and, like, that's a big ask, like, you know, any, you know, I mean, you're right, it's not the biggest part of a relationship, but it's, you know, <laughs> it is a part of it, and it's, you know, also human nature, so, and there'd be times where I'd, like, try and do stuff, and you would be, like, I can literally see you're in pain, like, no, <laughs> like, so I think that was, that always made me feel good, too, that you were just, like, no, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I think there's definitely going to come times where, the situations get harder or when they affect stuff like that it could definitely be a big point in the relationship but as you said just understanding um what you always have been understanding so I really appreciate that um let's see oh another thing I really like thought was cool was that 
since you've seen me go through this, like you said that you make sure to like look out for it and like your female coworkers are just friends like because John he like supervises people below him and you know there might be like a younger airman that comes in and this hasn't happened yet but just in the future she could be calling out of work a lot because of her period pain or whatever and a lot of people don't know about endo or they're just told it's normal so I don't like that below term just say lower in rank <laughs> lower in rank sorry not. not below no one's below anybody sorry guys um yeah lower in rank and um so yeah I, I just thought it was cool seeing you because it's one thing to like tell someone like okay I understand what you're going through I'm here to help and there's another when you're like really there to help and then it just it shows that you actually believe my pain you're not just like yeah okay pain you're like oh I I'm gonna try and help other people if I see they're going through it too so it was more validating so I appreciate that because I, I think there's still even though you've seen me go through surgery and stuff like in the beginning it's still like I'm scared they're not going to believe how bad it is you know and you've always made me feel like I'm not crazy so that's probably we with have a, that with with that with that yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but that's another thing I want to talk about um is you like believing me and always like supporting me made me feel like empowered when I went to doctor's appointments and stuff like that um so I think like truly supporting your partner is like a huge part um because most of the time the doctors don't believe you. So it's important to have like the one person who does. Um, so that also leads into supporting your partner's like medical choices. Um, and like for me, like I choose like not to go on birth control and John's never told me like, well, you should be doing this or I think you should do that. He's always just like, whatever you want to do, like I'll support. So do you want to talk about that a little bit? Hashtag your body, your choice. Well, uh, we don't have to get political up in here, but yeah, I mean, it's it's literally just it's circle. I mean, it is that mindset. Honestly, it's kind of just I've always wanted you to do what you're comfortable with, and um, you know, I've told you when I have concerns, but in the end of the day, even if I tell you I have a concern, it's still you do what you are most comfortable with, and yeah, um, if if that's the route you're gonna go, then that's the route you're gonna go. You know, it's. This, and that, I guess that plays a bit into the marriage aspect of things too. Is like I'm not in control of you. It's just we are here for guidance and uh, trying to keep each other in check and make sure things are good. And uh, it's it's not supposed to be I tell you how this goes and that's that. So. I love you. <laughs> you too. <laughs> it's just really like I don't know. I guess I never experienced. I mean, I have like supportive friends and stuff like that, but in terms of like romantic relationship like I've just never experienced like the type of support you've given me and it's like just so genuine and I really appreciate it um and I think a lot of people struggle with like having like I won't say names or anything but like I've had friends who struggle with issues I do and they tell me stuff like their partner says and they're just like oh well like you know how it is and I'm like no I don't like John would never say that to me and so or they'll they'll be like you know I have to beg him to like sit with me like when I'm in pain or like you know beg him to like believe me and I've never had to do that so do you want to talk a little bit about like the importance of that or I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be blatantly honest and I feel 
kind of bad, you know, for whoever might be in that situation. But um, anyone that it just sounds to me like, like people set out to make people's lives miserable in that in that aspect. It's like you're if you're gonna sit there and not believe that somebody's in pain, you know, someone that you care about, you're not gonna listen to their to them take their, you know, sit down and take the time to hear them out and hear what they're going through and try to support them. You're you're kind of just either you're not as invested as you think you are, or you're a back of shit. Uh, it's there's not it's. I don't know. It's maybe there's a little bit of an in, in between spot. Like obviously everybody has their own things going on, but um, there. But that's that's also the key words. There's everybody has their things going on, so you can't just you know you can't just only focus on yourself. Especially if you're in a relationship, you can focus on yourself. But the whole point of being in a relationship is to focus on each other and yeah. take care of each other. So if you're if you're just gonna sit there and only be concerned about yourself and not your your uh, significant other then it's why are you why are you there that's true I'm just like I love talking about this with you because you're just I think a good example I, like it's crazy like a lot of people don't have this support it's just really sad and I just really appreciate your support um let's see we have we're at we have like 10 minutes left of recording time um let's see let me go through my list of questions. Um, is there any way like you could feel more supported on this journey or like anything you learned over time in terms of like making sure you're good too and in, in order to take care of me? Like do you have any um, advice for like the caregiver? I mean, that's, there's only so much that can be done. You know what I mean? Because we, we got very, very fortunate that the surgery, of course, was a huge help. I mean, yeah. it's been good ever since, um, for the most part. And uh, obviously, that was financially taken care of thanks to military. Yeah. Um, but had that been something that was not, uh, that obviously would have been something that we would have had to really try to put aside for, take yeah. out a loan and all that kind of stuff. So that's, that's the one thing I can maybe think uh, at a bit of a stress factor definitely uh, to somebody that doesn't have that kind of benefit going on um, and you know my recommendation there is again that's just going to be it's just going to be conversations you know, something that you both feel that you can't afford and it's not worth it which in my opinion it's a hundred I keep saying that but I'm realizing that I've said that like three times but um, it is totally worth it it's just it as of course as of anything it's expensive um, but it is definitely worth talking about it, putting the money aside. And I guess what that support there is, is understanding what you actually have the funds for and don't. And I think the person that has the, obviously this is more of like a spouse type situation, but uh, the person who has the endo uh, or, you know, the chronic illness or whatever. Uh, and if there's a surgery for it, for whatever the other chronic illness may be, um, it's just keeping in mind that the other person might not financially be able to cover that. And that, that I feel like would be a stress factor. So it's, it's yeah. under trying, I guess, again, to just circle around to being understanding, having respect for the other person. Um, I feel like most of the answers could circle back to that, but just trying to understand each other, understand where each other are coming from, have those conversations. If somebody's not ready, um, 
pay that kind of money, even if it is super beneficial, it can still put both people in a, a bad spot, uh, both for relationship-wise in terms of the conversation, if it turns in a negative way, uh, and also financially, if, uh, yeah. if it puts them really far down a hole. Yeah, that's true. We're very lucky to have my <laughs> care that fully covered my insurance because it was very expensive. Um, so yeah, that's financially chronic illness can be a lot too because even if it's not surgery, I know people take like certain medications or shots or whatever monthly that can be like thousands of dollars. And if you have a partner that's like already not really believing you or thinking you're exaggerating, they could be like, do you seriously need that? You know? And I know if we did go through that, you would be like, okay, let's figure this out. Um, so I appreciate that too. But yeah, money wise can definitely play a factor. So I'm glad we didn't have to go through that. Um, I didn't even really think about that. But yeah, lots of doctor vis doctor's visits are involved. A lot of times the first three doctors you go to don't help you, so you have to go to more. So you could be going paying for like the same first consultation for like four different doctors. So plus medicine, plus scans and ultrasounds, like there's so much that goes into it. So highly recommend having a partner who's like not like – even if they don't have the money to help, who's like willing to sit down with you and like figure it out, you know, like how they can contribute or helping you like set a budget and things like that um, is really important. So um, let's see, anything else you want to add? We have about seven minutes left. I'll just add with the, the whole doctor thing. I, it, it blows my mind that doctors are like, don't believe it. because It's one of those things where it's like, what, what is there to not believe like why uh maybe in the sense of getting free pain meds or it's never, it's never yeah, necessarily no. free but getting pain meds maybe but if somebody's coming to you saying like look doc i think i got endo i really want to look into this i'm having really bad flare-ups just that and the other like why any doctor's right mind would they think it's okay to be like mm, no i don't i don't think so like oh you're you're a doctor <laughs> no i don't i don't think so yeah it's just I don't understand how that how that plays out or how that works. It's um, again, if it comes down to people requesting medicine and whatnot, maybe. But I know you have to be probably vigilant in the sense of you hand out prescriptions too. But um, if if the doctor is not taking you seriously, I mean, I would leave and be like, "You're not. I'm not fucking paying you. Like, if you're not gonna sit here and listen to me, there's why do I have to do anything involving financially supporting your horrible business?" Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the most annoying parts and probably can also be frustrating for the caregiving spouse because you're seeing the pain they're going through and you're wanting answers just as much as they are, like, so you can get things figured out. And there's so many doctors that will just, you know. Thankfully, I was never, never around any of yeah. the doctors that told you otherwise. Yeah. Because I, I really don't know how that would have gone. I, I feel like that would have not been a good day for the doctor. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you, especially if you have somebody there with you that's like, I've seen them. Yeah. You are an actual fucking idiot. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? I think that's another thing for the person with chronic illness and the partner is like, sometimes it would be beneficial to bring that partner to the appointment. So also understanding that, you know, sometimes that's a way you can support them is by going because a lot of times that is helpful. Like as ridiculous as that is to like bring someone else to vouch for you I guess um 
So that can be another way to support and also know that could be another way. It could be something that's uncomfortable for the partner too. Like, you know, they don't really know what to say or taking off work to go. That could be like another, I don't want to say burden, but you know, just another thing that could impact your daily life. So being mindful of that too. Um, but yeah, you've done really good through it all and especially my surgery and everything. And I got my surgery like right before you left too. So you were, it was just like a stressful time. John was getting ready to go overseas and I'm not really able to help with much. I'm just on the couch, like immobile. So it was definitely a lot, but um, I appreciate all your help through it. And we're finally getting some, got some progress after the surgery for sure. I'm a lot better. I mean, I was on my period when you came back and couldn't even really tell. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Which is, how was that seeing me like post-surgery? Because John left like a month after I got my surgery, so he wasn't able to really be around for the day-to-day -day results. So what was it like to see me not be like crying? <laughs> It was good to not. It was good to not see that. Uh, the The new thing that got added that I see every day is just you puffing your stomach out and sucking it back in. Be like, look, I'm not bloated. Look, I'm not bloated. Yeah, look, true. I'm not bloated. That's <laughs> probably three times. Probably three times a day. Because that was one of the big things for me before my surgery is I was so bloated all the time. Like, my, I was just constantly in like pain. It was so bloated. I constantly looked like I could be like at least four months pregnant. <laughs> It was, yeah, and now it's just you sucking your tummy in and pushing it back out, and that's usually followed up by a twerk. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I was very excited about not being bloated. Um, cause, and now I can eat, like, dairy, and, like, I can pretty much eat anything, and I'm, like, I'd be, like, look, I'm not bloated. So I was very excited to show you that. <laughs> yeah, the gas didn't go away. But the yeah, no, not at all. Never. Actually, that has gotten a little better, too, honestly. Not really. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, thank you for coming on the podcast and sharing your side and supporting me through everything. Um, Trying. <laughs> yeah. No, you do really good. Like, I'm just amazed, like, just from the start, without you really understanding anything, you just, like, jumped in and were ready to help however you could and over time you learn different ways and learned what I needed, which was mainly just sitting with me. So, which always meant a lot. Um, and pausing your games and stuff, <laughs> actually quitting. Yeah, if, it, if like, if you have a gamer boyfriend, you understand the importance of having to quit the game mid game. So, <laughs> um, yeah, he did that a lot for me. So I appreciate it. <laughs> um, was that, and, uh, I would kind of just, you know, for the long ones, we had to sit there. We had to sit there for hours. So it kind of just phone games, guys. Yeah, yeah. some phone games. Yeah, <laughs> you got a switch. Just bring the switch. You know. <laughs> yeah, a switch. Actually, if you are, have a chronic illness, get your partner a switch. So when they're sitting there with you, they can play their games. So definitely, you deserve a switch. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you, and I love you. And love you too. I'm sure this will help a lot of people in supporting their spouse and feeling validated on, you know, the struggles they go through helping their person who's in pain. So we got about yeah. eight seconds left. Any last words? <laughs>